go. Oh, it's my turn. Why not? All right, we'll go. I'll go. Uh, hello and welcome to Say What You Mean Podcast. I'm your host, Jake. I'm Jeff. And I'm CJ, and I'm still here. You know what's interesting is both of you guys call it Say What You Mean Podcast. I'm trying to be formal. I guess. I don't... I. I how do I do it? Hello and well, hello and welcome <laughs> to Say What You Mean. No, that's not what you do. I don't know. I listen to you every, I listen to you do I every know. week, but it's just like... Do you know how I do it? Do you say another episode of Say What You Mean? I say, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say, say what, what You, you mean. mean. There you go. I'm you noobs. Jeff, you go. noobs. And I'm Jake. <laughs> I don't mind how you guys do it. I just think it's funny. It's interesting. Uh, I'm so used to introing to the TTR where I go, hello and welcome to, to the Republic, a show dedicated to civics, history, and U.S. institutions. Yeah. Yep. That's why you almost botched it that one time I let you I do did. it. Yeah, Not that I true. let you do it, but I mean, I let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We music is the theme. Music. We got to get going because yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. There's twelve albums and twelve guilty pleasure songs. Really quick though, did you guys see that I'm driving on a spare tire? No. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, went, I just got to tell this story really, really quick. What? Okay. I went up to uh, Molten Falls. Um, oh. To go on a hike, and I it's like there's just a small little parking lot at the main parking lot, right at, right at the main falls. And I went to go in, into the little parking lot. There was nothing open. So, like, I I went out. And I'm like, okay, I want to go back down to Lucia Falls. And then I saw, as I'm pulling out, I see overflow parking sign pointing the opposite direction. But at this point, I'm already heading away. So, I had to go around and turn back around. I was this like up. a Michael Scott, like, GPS where you just pull into the lake? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not quite that bad. Yeah. My whole car is in ruin. Um, so I turn around, I'm like, oh, I'm going to head there. But as I'm heading back up to the overflow parking lot, the main parking lot, I see a car pull up. I'm like, oh, I bet you there's something open. Mm-hmm. So I whip back in there. And as I'm driving, I'm like, I don't see anything in the stalls, but people are parking up against on the opposite side up against like the, like these barricades. Right. And I see one right before the exit. There's like a little space I could like back up and pull into. Okay. Problem is that they're very, very close to those spikes. Oh no. And so I thought I had missed them. Are you kidding me, dude? I had gone over the top of them and then reversed <gasps> back with my driver's side tire onto the spikes. And all I hear is this pop. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. You're so lucky it was just one? It was just one. I know. I got so lucky it was only one. And uh, thankfully, I mean, I have a spare, but I have nothing to change the spare with. I don't have a jack or a tire iron. What? Like that. Yeah, I just have the spare. Oh. Thankfully. Thankfully, this is like I have terrible luck, but when I, I also have the best of luck. Okay. Three mechanics getting into their car at the exact same time that that happens, come over with their jack and their wrench and put my tire on for me. That's nice. I paid them each 20 bucks. What? Yeah. I felt really bad. They shouldn't have had to do that. Right place, right time, dude. Yeah. $20? A piece. Yeah. It cost me 60 bucks to have that switched out. So then I had to call it. $60? So I, I had to call the dealership and order a new tire. Thankfully, my tires are the car is so new; it's a 2020. Yeah, that I don't have to buy a whole new set. Yeah, I can just They'll replace put a new the one. Holy yeah. crap! I'm more astonished by what you paid them. I know. I felt like I felt like it was the right thing to do. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just gonna start following Jake around <laughs> yeah. and see what, what kind of trouble he can get into that I can help with. Blow dart his freaking <laughs> tires and be like, "Oh, let me help you." Yeah. For a price. I realize I probably paid them too much, but... Probably? 
I feel you're, like that you're amazing customer service kind of stuff um, is so tough right now. So I have a similar kind of story. Um, we we were we mentioned we were going to go on vacation for spring break. Um, Hudson was going to go to summer camp this summer, and they have already canceled that because yeah. of everything that's going on. And so we've been trying to find ways to do some fun stuff for the right. kids so that being at home doesn't get so monotonous. So we've been um, ordering like Lego sets off of Amazon. Mm. Henry's four and he's just like turned the corner to where he'll enjoy like actually building the Legos and he loves like organizing them and stuff. So that's been super fun. But I decided Hudson has um, the bike he has is one that I got used like right after he learned to ride without training wheels and it's never worked great. And so I decided I'd get him a new bike and I was like, kind of looking a little bit on like Craigslist and Facebook marketplace. And I'm like, right. with everything that's going on and like, he's, if we get him the right kind of bike now, it could last him for a long time mm-hmm. and then we can pass it down. So I'm just going to get him a brand new bike. So Dang. I shopped around and found a mountain bike on REI. That was a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm not a master mechanic by any means, but one of the YouTube channels that I actually enjoy following is this guy who, um, it's called Seth's Bike Hacks. He he builds bikes mm-hmm. and fixes them up, and he's builds mountain bike trails and stuff. And I'm like not into this hobby at all to that degree, <laughs> but he makes really entertaining videos. And so okay. I, he has videos of putting a bike together when it comes new in a box like that. So I was like, okay, I think I can do this. So Whoa. order the bike. It came on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I was like giddy. I had been watching for the package tracker and. The truck pulls up. Does he up know he's getting a bike? No. Oh, okay. So then he doesn't know the packages for him. I was like, oh, when you're done with school, we'll open this up and see what's in there. Okay. And so then he's super stoked. And so we put the bike together. He rides it around a little bit at lunchtime. It's working mm-hmm. great. So after dinner in the evening, we go to ride some more. And we take a couple laps around the neighborhood. And on the second lap, we get almost back to the house. And it looked like the chain got thrown. And so the, I was like, oh, I can fix that. So I put the chain back on the <laughs> I sprocket. I and I go to turn it and nothing happened. So I think he, I'm not sure if it was something he did or if the bike was not totally put together the way it was described in the instructions as far as like what I needed to do versus what had right. been already done. But he somehow in the process, the derailleur got totally destroyed. So mm-hmm. it's bent. I can't get the chain to go. <gasps> oh, so, sounds no. awful. so then I'm trying to figure out like, is there an REI that's open where I could take this and cause they'll service it forever. And Oh really? I, I'm pretty sure at oh, least for the cool. first year. Right. And so I'm looking around, I can't find anything that is open or that I have any confidence I'd be able to get it to. Right. So I ended up just ordering a new derailleur. It was like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if at some point I can get back to REI and have them look at it, that would be great. Mm-hmm. But that's still not going to come until next week sometime. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like right now, like customer service kinds of stuff, it's, it's so hit and miss and yeah. like what's available. And so I don't know why we're talking about customer service, but I have a story, I guess. <laughs> um, so we canceled Disneyland and did I tell you guys about the plane tickets? No. Okay. No. So Jen was like, should I ask for, to refund them or like to reschedule them? It's like, I don't know. Just give them a call. So she calls them and I had heard other people I know who tried to get their money back and the airlines were like, sorry. So she calls and she's like, hey, I need to cancel these plane tickets. And they were like, oh, um, okay. So they're looking and they moved the flight two hours. 
They were like, if we had moved this flight one hour, we couldn't give you a refund. Because it was two hours out of your window, we'll give you a full refund. Wow. wow. So they gave us a full refund. So then she's like dreading calling about the Dis- about Disneyland tickets and the hotel. It was all through Costco. Everybody knows Costco will take anything back, but how does it look when you travel? So she calls him. She says the lady was the sweetest and just best. She was like, oh, and Jen was like, can we move this to like sometime next year? Because we are looking at next mm-hmm. year, hopefully. And she's like, oh, yeah, anytime. You can move it to any time. So our money's there. It's spent. And we can just move it to whenever we need. That's nice. So it's freaking cool. This is, uh, you know, we, it's such a tough time to be involved in things like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, you're going to get bombarded with calls. And I had mentioned I had tickets to the opening day Mariners game. And, mm-hmm. like, immediately they just dropped out of my StubHub account. And I didn't get communication until a little ways down the road about why and what was happening. I just kind of had to take it in faith that, you know, that was going to get taken care of. But um, one real quick story from work. So oh, yeah. um, in the last week or so, Oregon has relaxed some of the restrictions on elective procedures in hospitals. Right. And so what that means is some of the things that we had to postpone or reschedule, we can now be doing. Um, but one of the things that happens is, so if you had a, somewhat elective kind of surgery scheduled, you know, not something that was life threatening. Right. And three weeks ago we said, you know, we need to reschedule it because of restrictions that are in place right now. So if somebody called you this week and said, Hey, you know, we're, we're ready. We can see you again. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get you back on the schedule to come in. How would, how would you feel about that? Hell no. Right. <laughs> so, so that's what we're finding is oh. I, I heard a story of a, of one of our particular surgeons who had like 25 patients, I think. No, there, he had like 50 patients that they had rescheduled. Mm-hmm. He went through the list and said, these 25, it would be good to get them in. Now they fit the criteria and it's important enough that we should try and move them in. So they called those 25 and out of that 25, three people <gasps> were willing to Whoa. schedule an appointment. So, um, and I get that. Like yeah. my, my sentiment is the same as you were like, I don't know that I feel totally safe yet. So that's an interesting challenge that I'm facing at work with. How do we gather the right information? How do we put together right. messages that help reinforce to people that this is a, um, a safe thing to be doing? Right. Right. You know, we, we are looking at like, how do we have talking points for the people that are making those calls and help them know it's not just like a business function that we would normally have of, Hey, it's time to schedule this appointment. It's a service recovery opportunity. Right. That's what I hear you saying from Costco is Mm -hmm. like, they know this is a service recovery opportunity, what, how they treat you and what options they give you are going to ingrain your customer loyalty. I mean, if they look at our history, that's the only way we buy our Disney tickets and packages is through them. But yeah, for sure. I mean, if they were jerks about it, I'm not going to go back. But time for music. All right. First off. What are you so busy over there, dude? No, I'm trying to access that playlist, the one that you sent me with your music on it. Is it private? No, because I, I had been clicking on the link that you sent through Facebook in this Facebook Messenger, and now it's like it won't work. Since wow, I, since dude. I downloaded the Since I downloaded the Spotify app, oh. let me click on it. It's probably your broken phone, it dude. It probably is. I dropped it on my broken way Broken phone. How do I find the playlist? In, how do I find the playlist in Spotify? I'm just going to send it to you, dude. Okay. 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 Uh, share. Okay. Let's... It should be down at the bottom. It says your library. And then um, I think. Oh, I logged in through Apple instead of Facebook. 
it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. Oh. I mean, no. Once I, you've listened to the playlist, it should have you should show up down there. <laughs> Why are we? Doing I haven't listened to it since I. Oh, I haven't <laughs> listened to it since I downloaded the. That's what the okay. issue is, dude. Come on, rookie. Okay. Do you are you sending me the link? I might. While you guys do that, I'll reset for our listeners. Okay. So the assignment was four albums that are no skip albums. Um, this harkens back as the elder statesman to the days of. Physical compact discs where you would put them in your disc man or maybe even before that, the cassette tape mm-hmm. where this was really important because skip wasn't just hit a button or delete from the playlist. It was it took some time and effort. So it was like really, really gold when you could find an album that you just put in, you run it start to finish. Um, we were also asked to come up with four guilty pleasure songs. Yeah. So this <laughs> I, lo- I loved your Guilty Pleasure songs. That was one of my some oh, okay. of my favorite to listen okay. to. I was going to say, I feel like at, looking back, I don't know that I did this part of the assignment really well. I, f- I feel like a couple of them fit that mold, mm-hmm. but some of them it was more like, I want to round out. I had four albums that kind of give a snapshot of some right. of my musical taste, and I want to round it out with four other songs or right. songs from albums that didn't quite make the cut for No Skip, but a lot of them are not as far removed from right. what I would normally listen to as I think a true guilty pleasure. And I want to get to that too. When we get to guilty pleasures is kind of defining that because you're you, the four that you chose are nothing like the albums that you sent yeah. me, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And I hope um, that mine are kind of the same. Like my guilty pleasures, I felt like were pretty different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do. Who, who's do you want to start with? Like, Let's just start with CJ because it's okay. at the top. All right. <laughs> Okay. Wait, are they on the playlist? On no, just on my. Oh, uh, they're they're on they're first on mine. On too. my yeah. notes here. Yeah. So I'll run through the four no skip albums first, and then we can kind of reset and do a little bit of context on each one. Okay, sounds um, good. Let's do it. My four albums were Smash by The Offspring, Led Zeppelin Two, AFI Sing the Sorrow, and Pinkerton by Weezer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to put this list together, Pinkerton was the no brainer for me. Okay. Um. Weezer is always going to be in my list of like favorite artists and bands. And it's particularly, we talked about this last time, but the blue album and Pinkerton. Right. Um, and I chose Pinkerton specifically because I think it's less popular or mainstream for sure. Um, when I was like in junior high, middle school, the blue album was like omnipresent. I remember very specifically, and this won't have any context to any of you guys, but like in sixth grade, some Jenny Gibson had her <gasps> CD binder at school and she had like Mariah Carey and boys to men and all oh, that kind okay. of stuff. And then there was the Weezer blue album and it was like, you know, just mind blowing that Jenny Gibson would have the Weezer blue album. It's just me. <laughs> it's me. Oh, okay. I'm but, playing in the background. Oh, some okay. of so, CJ's picks. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm, look so scared. I was like, is it me? I'm muting everything like I've got. So, because it's always me, right? It's always, it's always me. But I, I intentionally picked Pinkerton because to me, it it's on that same level as far as my appreciation of Weezer. I know a lot of other people didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think um, it when I think about a no skip album, one of the things I think about is, does it feel like it was put together in a way that's intended to be played start to finish? Oh, okay. And I think as I look at, and this is maybe me, this is maybe me being an old man, but I feel like more modern music, there's just an acknowledgement that that's not typically how people are consuming it. They're going to pull songs for a playlist or they're going to run it in a different way. And so 
you don't have the same you don't always have the same kind of thought process of like a song finishing and the next song beginning. Right. Um, but to me, this album, there's a couple of songs that really are my favorites. Um, El Scorcho is, is on that list. So El Scorcho was the, I put two. Okay. First of all, I hated it. I hated <laughs> it. I hated the whole, I, I couldn't listen. Oh, I had a hard time rough. listening to it. <laughs> Thank, but, fair thank, thank you for yeah. saying that because I, I I'll say it. <laughs> I don't care. I hate it. Oh, trust me. I got some words for when we get to yours. <laughs> uh, but I'll be nice about it. Um, but El Scorcho and Butterfly, those two sure. songs, I was like, ooh, I like these. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad Butterfly came up as the last one because Falling for You was hard to get through for me. <laughs> that one was that was a weird, yeah, a weird song. It's yeah, it's and it's very like prototypical early Weezer for me. Um, El Scorcho, I actually was part of a group that performed that at a school talent show. Okay. Um, so that's one of the reasons I, I really like that I like one. It. Um, I don't like their falsetto harmonies. I'm like, stop it. You're annoying me. I don't know. It's fair enough. <laughs> In the background, I'm just like, why are you doing that? So <laughs> I'll keep us moving. But okay. Any other thoughts on... Uh, I, I hear uh, that that one is. Thank is, you for uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> on, Pink, on, Pinker, on Pinkerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Listen, I love like the Weezer hits, and you, it's probably yeah. blasphemy to say that to you, no, but no, no. I love the hits. Yeah. I saw Weezer live. They opened for Blink 182. And on my list, Jen and I have a running list yeah. of like the tightest bands we've seen. And not like, yo, they tight, yeah. but like tight as musicians. Great harmonies, great performance, mm-hmm. just tight. Weezer is up on that list yeah. of top four bands that we've seen. They were amazing. They're jumping on trampolines, play, playing their guitars. And I told the story on Knuckle Draggers because Weezer came up. But uh, he starts uh, Island in the Sun. I don't know the singer's name, but he comes out and he just sits on the kit. And you're like, what the heck? And then he like throws the drumstick and gets up, but the beat's still going. And you're like, oh, whoa. And then he picks up the bass and starts playing the bass line to Island in the Sun. And then he starts building the song. And mm-hmm. it's not until you hear that iconic intro to that that you're like, holy crap. And then it's like when the whole band comes in, we'll run away. Mm-hmm. The whole band comes out and starts playing it with him. It was epic, dude. So, trust me, they're, I, I loved that. I loved seeing them. One of the tightest bands I've ever seen. But man, I did not enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. I, I'm with you on the. the I'm hits. sure I gave you crap that you didn't enjoy, but I'm just saying, uh, it's just, it just, I'm, it's probably quality also, recording quality. Yeah, because this is one of the first, right? It's her second album. Second, okay. And it's that it it it's very much mid '90s. Yeah, like yeah. has that that part of it too. For and sure. So <clears throat> there's you know it's very hit and miss from that period in right. time. Like I kind of came of age at that point but right. like i don't enjoy pearl jam and right. i know oh, that's kind of blasphemous to say for anybody that like yeah. digs from that genre i don't dig it i mean i like eddie vetter but i'm not a huge yeah pearl yeah. Jam fan. all right what do you so, got next uh let's go next from there let's go to um smash by the offspring mm-hmm. okay. I, think I enjoy this album much more i like i like oh, the offspring okay. sound more way more than probably Weezer. this one is chronologically in terms of when these sort of entered my sphere and became a favorite that's probably the second one on the list um, that was junior high. I remember very distinctly going and getting that album at Fred Meyer with mm-hmm. my mom and then hopping in our Astro van and popping it in the CD player. <laughs> and 
the song Bad Habit, which is number two on the yeah. list coming on. And there's a part where the music cuts out and there's some <laughs> very explicit profanity. Yes. And, um, I don't know how that didn't have a parental advisory sticker on it, but it didn't at the time. And um, <laughs> Did you lose the CD? So, I did not, but I had to like very carefully negotiate. It's cool. It's cool. Be cool. Be I just, cool. I just promise I won't listen to this this one song because there's not going to be any more cursing. Right. Yeah. It, the rest of the I'm pretty album. sure that was the exact conversation. <laughs> I, I promise. Anytime I listen to this, I'll skip that. Yeah. Habit. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. You know what I enjoyed about this is the silly like narrative. Hello, welcome to this. New- uh, it's time to relax. Yes. And you know what that means. I love that. Like, and then halfway through the CD, he's like, "Oh, that was a great one. Let's move on to the." N-. It was yeah. just narrates the whole CD. I thought that was funny. Um, the next album after this was Ixne on the Ombre, and they used that same guy right in the middle, and it's like, "Welcome to intermission," and they like just played a little intermission. But um, I like that. This album. The song "Self Esteem" was by far my favorite. Dude, that's, I, that's, that's the that's one an I, iconic yeah. song. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure I heard that on the radio, and that's what led me to this right. album. Um, and I was thinking, uh, it's interesting because I feel like the it's a good example of how music is impressionable, and it's hard to say if right. it's like a chicken or the egg thing. But like the theme of that song is like the more you suffer, the more it shows you really care, and they're talking about a not healthy relationship. Right. And I feel like as a, as a young kid starting to have the big feelings, Mm -hmm. like that probably created a lens that I put on a lot of the crushes that I had on Mm. girls or like what I went after. And so like in my mind, it's like, did that song help me understand what I was experiencing or did it condition me to, to go and whoa, dude, that's deep, bro. That's, (laughs) That's a separate thing. The, the album overall, yeah. the, other, the other thing, as I was listening back to it and thinking about it now, um, after the song Self Esteem, I feel like almost the whole rest of the album is like the same song over and over again, okay. but, but different. Okay. But it's a really good, solid sound. And what I also was thinking about is like the song um, Dog Eat Dog. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget what the title of the song is, but I think it might be We're Innocent or Not the One. But it's starting to like talk about these big social issues. Right. Um, you know, Dog Eat Dog is like everybody's out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, not the One talks about, to me, it's kind of like a punk version of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's all these bad things. We're being stuck to deal with them. We didn't have anything to do with those uh... things being said. But I was just thinking, it particularly with you guys as an audience and the, the conversations we have about political and social things, right. like it's a reminder of like beneath the, the noise of punk rock, there's this, uh, social theme that, that comes through. Right. Um, and I feel like the offspring too, like they, I've kept up somewhat. I know mm-hmm, they've had mm-hmm. some later albums, but to me, like they, they just covered a uh, tiger King song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, this album just kind of hit a sweet spot for me where before this, they were like very garage punk and it was like too yeah. like lo-fi and just pure noise. And then I think I had the next two albums after this. And from there it got too like poppy. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, honestly, so you're, mm-hmm. you're a bit older than me, but the, I don't know what album it was, but the poppier stuff is what I liked. It was probably Americana with a pretty fly for a yep, white guy. Yep, and, yep. yep. I had that. I went and bought that one. Yeah. I think I that had, was the last of their albums that I had. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. X-Nail, no, Yeah. I didn't listen to any of the older stuff. 
So, but uh, I know some of weren't they in Idle Hands? Have you seen that movie? Maybe that's a classic. Sure. I love that movie. Sorry, that's all right. I'll keep us moving. I don't hold wanna, on. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Okay. I kept thinking like as I'm listening to this, just the the not really thrash beats, but a, but a little bit just of skateboarding the whole time. Yep, that's <laughs> yeah. that's another another piece of it. Is I think like so the fir- the first actual song. There's a little intro track, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's called Nitro Youth Energy, and yeah. it's just so driving. And that's exactly what it took me back to is yeah. like um, we used to set up ramps in our church gym and oh. skate. And like I remember that being on the boom box mm-hmm. and like it just gets you pumped. Yep. So good skate. Um, next song kind of chronologically of hitting my favorite list is actually the oldest album, and that's Led Zeppelin 2. This was my favorite album that you sent over. Okay. So I... Um, during high school kind of had the classic rock renaissance where like I thought about like what CDs did my parents have, which they did not have Led Zeppelin CDs at that time, but they had, when you put one of yours on the list that was there and I started getting into like classic rock. And Mm so, um, you can't really do that without Led Zeppelin kind of entering the sphere. Mm -hmm. Um, Widely uh, looking at Jeff's face. Well, okay. Stairway I, to Heaven is widely regarded as one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. Led Zeppelin is like a staple to like classic rock. Sure. Mm-hmm. I've never listened to Led Zeppelin, and this is this is the the beauty of this experiment with the three of us is I was laying in bed and just listening to this album, and I was just like, oh my god! And Jen was like, yeah. what? And I go, this. I feel this like yeah, good, I like this. Yeah. The guitar work, dude. Robert all, Plant it just is feels, a great front man. It just feels like a little more gritty, a little more punk, but metal also. Like just like I don't know. So <laughs> thank, I was into it. Thank you for saying that because I yeah. picked this particular album very specifically. Um, Led Zeppelin obviously has a huge catalog right. of music. Um, Stairway to Heaven is on Led Zeppelin Four. And tons of hits on that album. And I mean, tons of hits on every album, including this one. Mm -hmm. What I really like about this one is without knowing their full discography, because it's Led Zeppelin 2, it's early on. Right. And what I feel like it has, you you used a lot of different words to describe it, but I really feel the blues influence on this one. Yeah. I realize that the physical CD that I have of this that I've listened to, No Skip, actually does not have the songs in the order that they were on the album. It's in alphabetical oh. order. So the very first song that I'm used to listening to is actually the very last song on the album, which is Bring It On Home, mm-hmm. which is where I get that blues. Like It's got harmonica, and it's got this just bass line, and then that all cuts out, and there's just a hmm. flaming guitar riff, and then they bring everything in. and um, It's yeah. very jammy, too. So I will say, like, in any band I've ever played in, all our songs are, like, four to five minutes. Yeah. So when I'm listening to this, I'm like, dude, I get this. Because every song we ever wrote in Splash Attack or the or the metal band that I was in, we'd just be like, we need a guitar solo right here. Like, it just always yeah. needed to happen. <clears throat> so I, I, I'm... I am now going to try to start incorporating Led Zeppelin into things I listen to, because, whoa. The one last thing I would say... Um, and this is probably not a surprise to anybody that listens to or knows Led Zeppelin, but um, when I was into this in high school, a friend at the at the I worked at a cabinet shop, mm-hmm. and a guy that worked there too, who was probably like in his mid twenties, but he was a drummer, and he said, mm-hmm. "Pay attention to John Bono's Bonham's drumming in Led Zeppelin because he almost always makes 
the less common choice with mm. how he's drumming and it makes all the difference okay. and so i that's will listen to songs and i'll listen to songs that i like and think about like what's the beat of the song and what is the drummer doing mm-hmm. and um that's just a real nice treat i think to, right to keep track his of. fills really influenced um the drummer for death leopard mm, really yeah okay okay um last no skip album i have on my list is sing the sorrow by afi mm-hmm. um to me this is i wanted to cover like a lot of a timeline of my musical taste. And this is like, um, college for me. And it's probably like, honestly, the last time where I was like really, really like listening to music a lot. And part of the reason is, uh, was like a four hour drive to get to and from school. So when I would go to school or go home, this is kind of pre podcast. So you're again, you're sticking CDs into the, mm-hmm. the changer. I think I had a CD player that would do MP3 CDs at oh. least. And so I could have multiple yep. albums. I could have like basically 10 discs on a, or <laughs> 10 albums on a CD. That's so rad. Um, but this, I kind of discovered, I don't remember how I discovered AFI. I don't know if it was through like a skateboarding video or something. Probably. But, um, <laughs> Definitely sounds like that. This album came out, I think, in 2003, so it would have been like a new current album right when I was right. a freshman, sophomore in college. And um, it's a great example to me of, again, that idea of like, we're going to plan this album out start to finish, and mm, we're going to make the songs definitely. build into each other. Um, I always, in my mind, when I put the, the CD in or when I start this album, the first song that has kind of just this drum beat and like oh, just builds. the intro is so epic. It, it just sets you up to like, I can't wait to listen to the rest of this. Yeah. It makes me think of like summers in college and we would work at the cabinet shop. We'd work from 6.30 to 3.30 mm-hmm. and then we would jump in my uh, cousin's truck and we would take their boat and go to the lake. Mm-hmm. And to me, I always, in my mind, I wanted to make a wakeboarding video where it was like early, early in the morning or late at night. And there's like a little bit of fog on the water. And I wanted that intro song to be the intro to the video (laughs) and like showing the boat, like getting back down into the water and like showing us like getting the rope ready Mm -hmm. for wakeboarding and like filling up the water bladders that you used to make the wake. I've thought about like videos I would make and it's such music to them all the time. Um, It's so funny. I also... I didn't go back and listen to this one as thoroughly back through to remember like really, specific yeah. songs. Um, I remember a couple of things. I, the song Silver and Cold is one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Death of Seasons is the one playing um, in the background right now. And mm-hmm. I love that song. I, before, I'm sorry to interrupt, right. but I just have to let you know. I 100% almost picked this album. Did you? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. I saw it and I was like, oh, no way, dude. I almost picked this. Sorry. Go ahead. That's right. (laughs) And I think this is another good example of, to me, like this was probably a pretty mainstream album for AFI, if I'm being honest. But I think the next one, December Underground, was like the one that really vaulted them. Um, And so what I would say about that is one of the things that I was thinking about with my songs and albums and favorites is I remember like really enjoying this, but also this acknowledgement that like, in some ways I'm not really part of that audience or like right. what I'm getting out of it is something different. Cause it used to drive me crazy of like, you'd go through the mall and you would see like kids coming out of hot topic <laughs> with their AFI shirts on, or you would hear that. And it was like, no, like I, 
I want to have like a connection with this music that's different than those than that. people. Right. I, I get it on a deeper level. And I think we mm. all fall into that trap. I sent you guys a, a song right before this that's by an artist called Clem Snide and, mm. um, or a band. Right. And that's basically the theme of their song. It's like your favorite music makes you sad because you feel like nobody understands you. But then the music comforts you because it gets you and nobody else does. I think we're going to see a lot of that in Jake's <laughs> list and picks. <laughs> Jake, do you have any thoughts on his list? You've been quiet. What do you think? Well, I mean, I was letting him talk. No, like, interrupt him every time. No. He'll he'll never stop if you don't. Okay, true story. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Led Zeppelin, favorite song on that list okay. was The Lemon Song. Mine was mm-hmm. Living, Loving, Made. Really? Okay. Oh. Lemons, I, I, I was listening to that on my way here. Like I was like, I listened, I mean, I listened when I listened to the whole thing through and I was driving here. I'm like, I want to listen to that again. Yeah. So, have like, you heard it before? Here, I hadn't listened to two. Oh, okay. So just wondering. Um, no, I hadn't heard. Uh, this is an album of theirs. I okay. hadn't listened to. Um, but no, it's just it. It does have that coming out of England. Like, so many of the rock bands coming out of England in this time just had that real gritty edge to them. For sure. A lot of them, like especially you know, uh, like Black Sabbath. Those guys all worked in steel mills, mm-hmm. and like Tony Iommi, the the lead guitarist for Black Sabbath, like lost all of his fingertips on his fr- on his hands that he uses the fret. So I don't even know how he feels. How do you know all? But this he still stuff? does. Like it's crazy. And and Zeppelin came out of that came out of that same cloth. And right. They mm-hmm. really influenced um, Def Leppard, my absolute favorite band of mm-hmm. all time. Like Zeppelin and Sabbath, The Who. Although that's like an, that's an American. I think that's the Who's an American. No, Mm-mm. the Who's British. Yeah. Um. Those those are the those are the bands that really influ- influence were influences on the music that I listen to most. Okay. So I have a real deep appreciation for for Zeppelin. Right. When it comes to that, uh, that's a great um just road tripping song too. It. Uh, I feel like several of these, but particularly like Led Zeppelin to um. And sing the sorrow for me, which mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit different just because it's me specifically. But like, I associate those songs with like again those long drives back and forth to college, and right. like when it's summertime, having the windows down, and mm-hmm. probably driving faster than you should have. But <laughs> of course, <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's just the thought process I have there. Well, you brought up something interesting that I wrote down on my notes is like, what does this and does this reflect in any way? The the having a hard copy of of these albums, so I thought the whole time as I'm picking this, like, oh, this is something I owned a hard copy of, mm-hmm. or this is something that I owned. A, the reason I almost picked uh, Sing the Sorrow is because I had a hard copy of it, mm-hmm. so I've listened to it all the way through. Yeah, um, it it's a I didn't pick it because I think there are some songs on there that I would skip, mm-hmm. but that is an album that I had physically and I listened to all the way through. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think three of my three of the four that I put up, mm-hmm. I had hard copies. Too. Okay, I have vinyls of of Def Leppard's Hysteria. Okay, um, and I have like I had the cassette of of that as well. Mm-hmm. Like my parents had it growing up. Mm-hmm. Same with Boston, mm-hmm. um, and then also Garth Brooks. Like I listened to like I can remember, I can remember going through my mom's like. Well, I'll talk about all this. Go when now. It gets to Go me. now. It's no, you now. I, no, 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 no. We're, okay. we're just we're talking about we're talking about CJ's. Well, okay. stay in line. Go, um, go, 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 go. But, but AF, uh, AFI, that was a different experience for was me. Was it? Yeah, I mean that's just not music <laughs> that I I listen to right I on a normal it. basis. But it, it, I mean it's it's a little close. Like AFI was a little closer to like I listen to a lot of like 
I do listen to pop punk. Right, and, right. And my Guilty Pleasure songs will yeah. kind of reveal yeah. that. And AFI is a little bit closer it in is. sound to, like, say, Yellow Card. Um, it's obviously not really that comparison, right. but it's a closer it sound is. than what MXPX or, like, I Am Legend is. No, like, he is legend, bro. <laughs> he is legend. <laughs> I Am Legend is a movie. Yes. <laughs> so, shows how much I really listen uh-huh. to your music. But um, AFI was definitely... I liked AFI better than I liked... Um, than a lot of your, a lot of the stuff that I put up. that I put up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're a hater, bro. Sorry. And and the offspring. Um, obviously, a self self esteem is a song I had heard before, yeah. so that was like that was nice to finally come For across sure. a song I had heard because I, I listened to, in order. I went I went um, Led Zeppelin first because that's the band I have the mm-hmm. most. Right. Uh, and then I went um, Weezer because I know them, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh man. And then I got to <laughs> then I got to AFI, and I was like, okay. And I've well, no, I got the Offspring. AFI was the last one. Offspring yeah. was the third album I listened to in this list. And when I got the self esteem, I'm like, finally, like something finally I've I've that I recognize. Oh, okay. And you so, know, self esteem's a track that I. I'd heard over and over, but I mm-hmm. didn't realize it was that much older than the albums that I had listened yeah, to. Yeah. And when I realized that, I was like, whoa, wait, this is older? And it got me thinking, like, maybe I should go back and listen to some of their older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that Offspring does that I hate, I just have to mention this, is they do, like, like vocal harmonies of the same of the singer's voice singing the same track. And that drives me insane. Mm. I can't stand that. I love the I love the his voice though is so distinct. Like you when know, it's just his voice yeah. without the the yeah. second track of his voice, I love it. Yeah. it. When it sounds more raw, natural, but it's the I don't know that when you hear weird an off, thing when they you do. hear an Offspring song, you know it's Offspring for sure. For like sure, he has such that's a, a good distinct point. Distinct voice. Yeah. Um, I got one of the one of their more recent songs. I guess not really that recent. It's probably still ten years old. But uh-huh. the uh, you're gonna go far, kid. I like that. Oh, okay. Probably the kids aren't all right is amazing. That's probably my favorite song. Mm-hmm. I love that song. And I, I got I got introduced to Offspring because I listen. I love Def Leppard and Pretty Fly for <laughs> it a always white, comes. No, back Pretty to Fly Def for Le- a White Guy. <laughs> yeah. The intro yeah. is is the intro to Rock, Rock of, of Ages. Ages. Right. And so they're like, oh, you like this? You got to listen to this song. And then I like I listened to Pretty Fly for a White Guy, and the music video is iconic for that song. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then that kind of got me started on okay. Offspring. I think that's one of the other things I noticed with the Offspring is. After Smash, I think they started to put in a little bit more of like, to me, Pretty Fly for a White Guy is almost like a parody kind of song. And it was like, this is how we're going to sort of edge over into the punk pop space. Mm. That's that's a good point. The one thing I liked about this album, though, Smash, is that a lot of times the songs that are titled, that the album is titled after aren't generally like the best songs mm-hmm. or even close to the best songs on the album. In this in this case, it, I actually really like the song okay. Smash. Yeah, it's a it's a last song that's like an anthem. Mm-hmm. Like the first song just gets, Nitro Youth Energy just gets you so hyped. Right. It's so driving. And then like the title track being the last track and being like the punctuation on the album mm-hmm. is, I, I agree, I think that's a that's really interesting. Well, that gets to being you know, what you're saying as far as intention of the yeah. order. Mm-hmm. Which I always think is interesting. Um, do you yeah. want me to do guilty pleasures too? No, we'll get back yeah, to that. I yeah, I think I agree. Jake, go ahead. Me? Yep, your okay. turn. Joshua. You want me to start with Joshua? No, let's talk about Joshua. <laughs> okay, so it's weird because like hit my my two favorite songs from this artist, "Home" and "Gentle Heart," are not on this album. Mm-hmm. But those album, that album is not like one that you can play the album is in deepest blue in deepest blue is the one that i sent you guys mm-hmm. that's his most recent album and i came across this guy because of a it's just recent okay but i just 
it was in my it was maybe there's a little bit of recency bias in why I included this. I got one of those too, but we'll talk about um, that later. And because I came across this guy when I was going through a really really tough time a couple weeks ago, for sure. And his song was playing as a U- as a YouTube ad. And I was like, what is this song? And then I looked it up, and I found it, and it was General Heart, and that got me started on Joshua High School. Okay. And I started listening to everything this guy had, like mm-hmm. nonstop. That's all I listened to for like three straight days was just playing his music. And I can, And then In Deepest Blue has some of the – I don't know. Let It Go is a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. I love that song. And it From just, Frozen. <laughs> no, it's it's not a it's not a cover of Frozen. That's why I was. But that's funny you bring that up because I was like, oh my gosh, is this guy a cover? Uh, this is the, Let yeah, it go is yeah, the yeah. second song I ever listened to from him, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy doesn't do covers, does he? And it's not. It's okay. not a. It's not a cover. But um, it's really, really. It's just so. I don't know. It's just so good. I, mean, I maybe, liked it a lot. And maybe it just it it brought in so many ways. Like especially the song Home. Mm-hmm. I know it's not on the album, but it really talks like it really talks about mental health mm-hmm. and like being in that in, in that depression, like that depression. It's mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and I don't know. It just I really resonated with me, especially where I'm at in my life. For sure. So I can definitely say like probably ten years from now, and I if I go back and re-listen to this album, I'll have like it'll take you right back. It'll take me right back to yeah. this time and those times and, and and really kind of like a turning point in my life. So it's even though it's recent, this album especially has so much attachment to my personal life yeah. already. The Yeah, the adjective I wrote down for this album was earnest. Mm-hmm. And I think I would also use the word hopeful. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, yeah, it's, again, the big feelings. Yeah. And, and what I like about it is, I feel like especially as we went through my no skips, mm-hmm. like most of them are like, driving and yes, big yes. and like as we go down through your list like that's what i think of with boston is like big and full-bodied yep. and production. this is yeah. this is so understated absolutely but but it's so poignant and so mm-hmm. powerful in how I it's agree. understated <laughs> wow dude he's he's amazing yeah <laughs> that's why we bring this guy on <laughs> i mean that's perfectly said yeah. um i'd never even heard of this guy and it was just chill like i dug it mm-hmm. i was into it it brought up an interesting conversation between you and i jake i think you were in on it as well but how your favorite songs from this artist are not on an album uh-huh. that you chose all the way through and i'm looking at my list of artists i love all all four of my artists but none of my favorite songs are on any of the albums i picked really i thought that was so interesting because hmm. i'm sure i don't know maybe that's the case for what about you cj i just was looking back at my list i would say I think El Scorcho is probably my favorite Weezer oh, okay. song. Okay, so okay. that one is probably. Um, and then I would say probably my favorite Offspring song is from Smash. But, oh, okay. Um, both Led Zeppelin and AFI, I mm-hmm. think there are probably other songs right. that I like. Actually, I um, I made an AFI playlist a while back. Mm-hmm. And so it was putting new stuff in, which I had not really kept up with. Mm-hmm. And probably my current favorite AFI song is I Hope You Suffer. Is it <laughs> which new? Is, I think it's fairly new. It's probably okay. like in the last four or five years, but it's like super dark. But when I think about like the time in my life where AFI was really big and important right. for me, like that song inserted back in time <laughs> into that part of my life, right? it would fit really well. Right. And so like just hearing hearing the lead singer's voice and hearing the sound of the band and like... Davey Havoc. Yeah. <laughs> That's his name. Really? Yeah. He, I imagine, like I've I've seen maybe a couple of videos of their life stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I get the sense that they're like very produced as well, mm-hmm. and would ha- probably have a very tight performance. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I think 
it depends. Like mine is kind of 50, 50 of like, it was my favorite individual song okay. on that album. Mm. I got to ask a question. Do you know, just cause you would listen to AFI, do you know Wester by AFI? It's on, uh, uh, the art of drowning. I've probably heard You've it. Probably heard it. That is a song that I have made snowboarding videos too. So it's just like, really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've, I filmed snowboarding and like the whole time I'm listening to, uh, Western in my headphones as I'm snowboarding and filming, like when I would go with David and stuff. And, then I put all that footage together and then put Western in the background. Mm. It's just, it's, and it, you know what? I think it's because it was on, uh, I think it was on, um, what's that? Dave Mira's biking. Game? Oh yeah. And, and, and oh, like Santeria yeah. was on that game. And I love that song because of that game. Video games also have a weird, they do Tony Hawk pro mm-hmm. skater. I mean, I don't think yeah. there's a song on that, that I don't know. Even Madden, like, uh, Madden, Madden, Madden NFL, but the same, same thing. Yeah, There's uh, like NBA music. 2K songs that I know that I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. But when I hear that song, it takes me right back to opening the game and yeah. the menu and everything. So this brings me to one thing I thought of as we were putting this together mm-hmm. just real quick. So how, how different artists or, or songs make it into our consciousness. Um, one of the art, artists that didn't make my list is the sounds, which I referenced last time, but mm-hmm. I, heard their song in a Geico commercial and I went to, to look it up to find out who it was. And then I like got into their album and the song that's on the commercial is like good, but it's very different than the rest of their music. But I came to like really appreciate them a lot more. Hmm. And what I was thinking about too, is putting on the old man hat. Um, You guys probably never had like a Columbia house or BMG subscription. That was probably after your time. So back in the Mm nineties, These companies were around and they'd be like, we'll send you 10 CDs for 10 cents. Right. And oh, so I've heard, I've heard of these you would too. go yeah. through the catalog and pick. And I remember doing that. And I picked like Hootie and the Blowfish and <laughs> Blues Traveler and the Eagles Greatest Hits and like a bunch of different things. And then they would, it's, it's actually kind of in a way ahead of its time because this is what all these curated subscription boxes are like now. So mm-hmm. they would curate a a music profile based on those 10 that you picked. And then every month they would send you a CD in the mail and based on that curation and a catalog of like everything they had that you could get. But the, the catch was you had to pay for that CD that they sent you every month Mm. at full retail price. And a lot of times they would have sales in the catalog. And if you kept the CD and got other ones, you could get more for cheaper, but you had to either like, send them a notice ahead of time saying like, I don't want the CD that you're going to be sending me this month, or you'd have to send the CD back return to sender, or you're paying 15 bucks a month for this subscription. Mm -hmm. So I just think in terms of like, that's when I think about like the Weezer blue album and some of the like nineties rock. And I think even Garth Brooks probably like there was this collective influence that was happening with these companies, which Mm. is the same as radio. Like if you listen to the radio looking for music, there's stuff that populates up. But it's interesting now how there's so many more avenues and it feels like the universe of music is so much more vast. Not just because new music is being added all the time, but because everything is so widely available and accessible. And, you know, with apps like Spotify or different things like that, like your behavior allows them Mm, to to work like BMG or Columbia House and send you. That's a great point individual tracks or new artists we all know that i can i'm cynical and a contrarian but with music that's one thing i'm really not if if i find something and i like it and then it turns out actually dude everyone likes this Mm -hmm. i'm not immediately turned off i know people who are like that's totally 100 percent me not going to listen to it because people are in it yeah it's funny like i 
like I said, it was really crazy when Jenny Gibson had the Weezer Blue album. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that one doesn't bother me as much. But like some some of the other <laughs> artists that I like, if somebody that I don't like is really into them, oh, that will ruin it for me. Okay, that's interesting. I'm not like that at all. Sorry, Jake. That's right. We got yeah, off back on to tangent. your list. So Joshua Hyslip loved it. This cool. is one I'm going to listen to. This is like easy driving, like mm-hmm. just chilling. Yeah. I you like should it. check out Home and Gentle okay. Heart if you haven't already I'm done going it. to. I haven't yet. Um, those are two fantastic Great. Songs. Out on the barbecue. Yeah. Music. It's just a hopeful, but earnest. When you said the word earnest, I hadn't thought of that word as a descriptor for his music. Mm-hmm. And when you said it, it just clicked in my mind. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Like right. he literally sounds like he's singing from his heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, 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 he's got a great voice. And, too. I, and I love, and I love that. If you, if you like that type of music, Peter Bradley Adams is another uh, good kind of, Okay. I don't know, guitar, like instrumental, like acoustic artist. Very, very good. He has a song called, um, I'll send you a song by him if you like, if you want to listen to it. What do you want to go to next? Uh, Def Leppard. All right. All right. We'll go to Def Leppard. This is my, this is my absolute favorite band of all time. And, Mm -hmm. Does not even include my two favorite songs from them, okay. uh, Rock of Ages and Photograph, which is on Pyromania, which is the <laughs> their third album. Hysteria is their fourth. Okay. Hysteria took Def Leppard a long time to... Um, and one of the reasons why I like this album so much is because of the story behind it. Mm-hmm. It took them three years to do this, the release this album in 1987 because Pyromania actually was almost four, like three and a half years. Because in, 19, in 1983, Pyromania came out and that's when they really blew up Def, one thing with, with Def Leppard is that they were always like no, they were a British band, but they only sold albums and were only popular in the United States. It wasn't until Hysteria that they became popular in their own country. Interesting. In um in the, so like this this album meant a, lo- a lot to them for that reason. Mm-hmm. But also this is when they're it, in between Pyromania and Hysteria is when their drummer lost his arm, uh, right. Rick Allen, in in the car accident. And it was his return to in hysteria. He was able to. He never missed an album. He didn't miss a song. And they, the band, sat around and they waited for, for, for Rick Allen yeah. to be able to come back and be able to play That's drums insane. with one arm. And just how close this band is, and like they're basically brothers. They're mm-hmm. still touring today. Yeah. And the only member they've ever, the only member they replaced since Pyromania, well, since um, High and Dry, which mm-hmm. is their second album was uh their rhythm guitar player Stephen Clark who mm-hmm. passed who passed away in 91 mm-hmm. from an overdose and now they have Vivian Campbell who is was with Dio and White Snake and mm-hmm. now he's been with them since the mid ni- mid 90s okay. but um yeah uh, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this song about this album obviously it has pour some sugar on me which is like the quintessential Def Leppard song it's right. overplayed everywhere mm-hmm. but uh hysteria is um this is when they Def Leppard starts to go a little bit power ba- a little bit power ballad for sure ba- there was a bunch of power ballads um which they're not they didn't go full like every rose has its thorn right or um the entire theater of pain album from motley Crue. but they <laughs> they didn't steer into that as bad yeah um but hysteria i think is such a good song mm-hmm. um i love that one animal is really really good and some of the, like the probably the most underrated song on this entire album is Gods of War. Okay. Um, it's a real kind of anti anti war. Oh, okay. I like song. stuff like that. Uh, so I'm interested to see what you guys I, think. About I'm glad it. you said that because I, what I really appreciated listening through to this is I've heard, you know, the Def Leppard hits that are on the radio. So right. I've heard the title track. I've heard, um, oh, well, Pour Some Sugar on Me, like right. I said, and Love Bites. But it was the songs that hadn't been that I had not heard from the radio mm-hmm. and Gods of War was one of them that's just like 
it's it's so quintessentially Def Leppard, but but I don't know if it's because I haven't heard them before, so it's new. It's like hearing that sound, but in a new package mm-hmm. was really, or if it's just, again, it's that kind of anti-mainstream sure. event that I have that's sure. like, there's people I don't like who probably like pour some sugar on me, but they've probably never heard <laughs> Gods of War. Listen to this song. Yeah, and, that's right. You know. But just, I think going back again, like contrasting this with uh, Joshua Hislop is just like, or Hislop, however you say it, but s- this is such a, full sound mm-hmm. and and Def Leppard especially by this album is a band that has mastered that sound oh, and yeah. like just bring it 100%. It's great that you bring that up because that is something that they talk they talk about quite a bit is that they wanted to sound they said so many of these bands in the 80s um, sound really good in studio but then you get them into a stadium of 80,000 100,000 people and they sound like crap because they they don't their sound doesn't doesn't sound good in that type right. of environment. Mm-hmm. We wanted to sound good live and you can definitely tell that I've seen them live 3 times and they sound phenomenal even mm-hmm. in older age Joe Elliott not able to get those high notes like he used to. They mm-hmm. still sound so good live. Yeah. Hmm. It's a. I, I just. I love this band. I, I can remember like my favorite moment was I was in my old Forerunner. I was a sophomore or junior in high school. I just got my driver's license. Def Leppard was playing at the Clark County Amphitheater with Poison, mm-hmm. and I can remember I, on my Forerunner writing "Let's Get Rocked" in, <laughs> in window paint on the back. And we, me and my friend Ryan, were just driving. We were just driving up to driving up I five, going way too fast, listening to Rock of Ages mm-hmm. in the left lane, driving ninety. It was just uh, just such great memories. Speaking yeah. of a drive fast song, real quick, uh, "Run Riot." Run Riot. Yeah. That one, I was like, "Ooh, dude, I could like drive quick." Run, this. run, riot. Yeah, yeah. it's just that, that, that. It's another like very much a summer album. Okay. It, to me, like that's what uh, I think about. Like, like you're saying, windows mm-hmm. down, right, driving. Right. And- uh, I hated this. Really, this was the worst experience <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Worse than Pinkerton. Oh yeah, really? So I shouldn't have swapped Pinkerton with a Sticks album or something. I love Sticks. Oh, do you? I okay, love, you like Sticks? I love. Okay, Sticks. I have seen Uh-oh. a Sticks Def Leppard album. <laughs> I, I have no. I have seen it. I have been in concert where yeah, Sticks was yeah. touring with Def I Leppard. And My parents went to that. Okay, well, I probably saw your parents. <laughs> I got. I remember. I was my first. Ever the only Def- reason Sticks gets a bad rap is because most cyni- most <laughs> critics are cynical assholes. That's okay, from I mean, Big Daddy. Getty, Getty Lee is. Anyways, what were you saying? No, Getty you Lee. You went is, to their concert. That, that's not. That's that's not sticks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you went to their concert. I went to their concert, and I remember I was a freshman in high school, and people kept offering me alcohol in the stand. In the <laughs> what? stands. Yeah. What are you going to say about sticks? Say something about sticks. No, they're good. They don't sound that much different than Def Leppard. I don't know what. There's a difference, but I love sticks. I mean, there there is. Def sticks Leppard is a little more poppy and a little bit. A uh, little I like bit softer. I like pop, dude. Okay, it's, but you get into Def Leppard's like night after this. Adrenalized is. We're the not next talking album. about adrenaline. I know, but we're talking about hysteria. Their their sound isn't. It's that full that, sound you guys are talking about. I that I can't stand. You just okay. You don't like stadium, yeah, stadium, the, stadium yeah, rock. Okay. Yeah, it's just the all the vocals and all the. It's just too much, and I'm like, like the all w- five of their members can sing. That's what I that's love about great. That I love that, and I don't think that they're not talented because like they've got shredding guitar, which I love. You know, it's just. I, th- I think for me honestly, it's the the overpowering sure. of the vocals. Okay. It's the sum I'm, of the parts for you. Yeah, it's just mm. like, oof. Okay. like individually, sure. Their drummer is amazing to hear what he does with one arm, and I know he has a snare 
as a as a left pedal mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So he's doing hi hats and snare with his feet and his hand. It's amazing. Yeah, he has the same fill he does all the time. It's like beep beep and beep beep and yeah. Know, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Listen, sure. I'm only going hard on you because I know I'm going to hear it about my picks. <laughs> no, you're but, no, you're good. Everybody has everybody. I I appreciate that you that you appreciate and respect what they do. Not necessarily you don't like a hundred percent like LeBron is, James, and that's totally fine. He I everybody gross, has their own taste. but he's amazing. Everybody has their own taste. Yeah. <laughs> All your other picks mm-hmm. changed. Okay, real quick, just two notes. Boston. Amazing. Love that entire album. And I totally listen. That's a short and sweet album, too. It's so good. Garth Brooks, one that I never listened to, always on my list of like, I should check that out. Loved it. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Great. Where are we going next? Uh, we'll go to Garth Brooks before Boston. Fuck Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cheap ass, isn't he? Oh, my God, dude. I like, I'm literally Googling, how can I listen to Garth Brooks? Because he's no. And I knew this because I recently watched an interview because he's made kind of a comeback mm-hmm. talking about, like, I don't want my music out there. If you want to find it, come and buy it from me. Yeah. Which, dude, I get it. It's not a cheap ass. I get it. These artists have been screwed over by the uh, the, the record companies forever. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to get new listeners by watching live videos of you performing the songs on YouTube? Yeah. Not going to happen. So I really had to struggle to find every track. Um, and some of them I watch through live videos, but wow, I don't like country. I've always thought I hated mm-hmm. country. I like Garth Brooks. He's emo as hell, <laughs> but he definitely especially in this album. Yes. So emo, but I loved it, Jake. And thank you for introducing me to this. You're welcome. And some of his best music isn't even, I, I feel like some of his best music isn't for sure. on this, for sure. on this one. Like obviously his big hits, like. Friends in Low Places and right. stuff like that. I, I was between Rope in the Wind and In Pieces. Both mm-hmm. of those are great albums by him, and they came out, I think, s- like next to each other. I think they right. were one, like one came out before the other. I can't remember exactly the, the order. Um, what was your, I mean, if there was one song that you guys liked most from them, from, from this album, from him? Like, oh, honestly, I put two notes. Okay. Country is emo AF. It is. And not a track I didn't enjoy. Really, I okay. liked I liked it all. My f- my favorite was in was in Lonesome Dove. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a really really great song. The the storytelling piece, and it's something that yeah. um, doesn't exist really a lot in other genres, and, and not in country anymore either. Yeah, no. Um, that's why I hate country. Yeah. but I think I like old it's country. Not storytelling. Right. So I have a tiny piece of historical context on this album mm-hmm. and Garth Brooks. Um, you mentioned, um. I forget what you said, Jeff, but it reminded me of like, I think this album really took Garth Brooks and country music Mm -hmm. into like a mainstream, Mm -hmm. you know how like, um, swing music made a, made a big resurgence in like the late nineties, early two thousands. And like in the mid nineties, ska had like a a minute in the mainstream. So country did that same thing in like the early nineties. And it's interesting because country has always been like from the radio stations around the country, Country music is the number one genre mm-hmm. that's on all radio stations. Right. So it has this really broad base, but there's still a lot of people. It's It can be very polarizing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for several of the reasons you described, and you proved the point that like this album 
made that genre accessible to people mm-hmm. who might otherwise not have been really into it. Right. Um, and for me, I think this is truly out of maybe everything that we have on this list, truly the best. If I was to say, pick one album oh. and have it be your no skip album to try, this is probably it. Right. And even if country's not your thing, because yeah. there's so much there. Um, for me, my all-time favorite song from this album is Shameless. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Shameless is the one I liked a lot. Good. Which I go back to, again, like the the self-esteem by The Offspring and like, what is it with me and these songs that are like, <laughs> like weak, powerless men who right. are who are like just longing to be loved? It's again. not weak and powerless, dude. Shameless is what yeah. it is. It's yeah. I mean, I guess it's just I'm unapologetically right. putting myself out there. Uh, I watched a live performance recently of Billy Joel and Garth Brooks performing Shameless, and it was rad. Really, it was okay. rad. Um, Josh Turner and Randy Travis, those are two. Um, country artists you probably haven't heard of but they did mm-hmm. a cover of um king of the road mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have heard that song Mm-mm. but it's i don't know just thinking of thinking of collaboration why'd you pick this jake ba-dum, ba-dum. tell anyway, me about uh, Garth brooks i mean your email is hell dude yeah i mean <laughs> i grew up listening to, I, I grew up yeah. listening to country um that's all my parents pretty much all my parents listen to i went to my grand when i go to go to my grandparents out on their their property and i'd be working in the in the horse barn my grandpa mm-hmm. just always had country, like a country radio plugged in playing 24 7 mm-hmm. never turned the radio off and it was always on 98.7 and i mean growing up in the 90s you know being I was in third grade in 98 or no, right. in 2000, but before, so all of this, like the stuff I grew up, like I can remember my, in my early formative years, this was, this was music that was just always playing right. and it just, it's carried with me. And I always go, I just find myself always going back to these songs. For sure. Like, and I can sing along to every single one of them. Like I, I think I know all the words to rodeo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that play. I mean, that one, that, that rodeo played on country radio a mm, lot. So that's mm-hmm. a pop in country music. That's a pop. That's a really popular right. mainstream song. That's probably my least favorite track. I like the music, mm-hmm. but the words, it felt like, like Bo, what's it called? Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Yeah. Making fun of country. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it just like naming you know, just things um, that are in country. That's balls and blood. It's a dust and mud. It's yeah. the roar of the Sunday crowd. Yeah. I was yeah. like, come on. Riding his knuckle, but the gold in his buckle. It's exactly. I, I would say rodeo. It's like there's no there's no surprises. Like you hear the first line or two, and you know exactly where the whole song right. is going. Yes, that's a great yeah. point. And at the same time, like it's really musically good. And I like so the music. If that's what you're looking for, it's it's fantastic. It's but I agree that like I love how you said Garth Brooks is emo AF because especially. This album, like, yeah. it's got all of that. Another favorite of mine is What She's Doing Now, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is, like, so soulful. For sure. It is. Uh, He's a great singer, dude. Two songs to listen to him that you may not have heard if you are not if you don't listen to country. And even if you do listen to some country, you probably have. I don't know if you've heard of these. But his, my favorite, once again, getting to this theme of my favorite song of his is not on this album, yeah. is Unanswered Prayers. Mm, okay. And then... Um, I wish I could listen on Spotify. I know. God. It, <laughs> I was going to buy his, he came out with like this definitive collection yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago and it was in Target and it didn't have a couple, it didn't have like, it didn't have unanswered prayers and it didn't have wild horses. Those are my two favorite songs oh. from him. And oh my gosh, like I'm not going to buy this because yeah. what's the point? Like right. he didn't, you didn't include some of your classics, man. He, like he plugged it with some of his new crap. Like it's okay, but it's not this. Right. I might have to buy this album because it's one I've taken the time to listen to all the way through. 
but it's like like I'm saying access like there is none mm-hmm. and I am I like buying artists albums even today mm-hmm. uh uh blink 182 california when that came out i listened to it on spotify and i was like i love this and this is an album that i want to have in a place where i don't have service so i bought the hard disc mm-hmm. so now when i'm driving to the beach or the coast or whatever and i lose service i can always put blink 182 in yeah that's awesome i would love to do that with garth brooks but i can't okay well i know what i'm getting you for your birthday <laughs> okay go uh boston uh, last one boston um Dude, this, I have you such, have the same taste as my parents, bro. I hear that a lot <laughs> from people my age. I love Boston, though. Yeah, yeah. I this is this band. Unfortunately, the lead singer committed suicide, mm-hmm. um, which is just tough because his voice is one of the best in this genre, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, he, the notes that he can hit in more than a feeling, which is probably my favorite rock song of all time. Oh, uh, just because of the the connection I have to the song. So I can re- I remember. Um, getting introduced to Boston. I don't, I was like, I think in the fifth or sixth grade and we went, <laughs> my parents, Dang. my parents took me to the CD shop that used to be on main street in downtown Vancouver, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. right where, um, right across the street from where Vancouver pizza company is right I now. Know there, was a, there was a CD, CD shop in there. It might still be there. Um, and they bought, I remember my mom finding a Boston CD and she's mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, Gary, look at this. And they bought it. And I remember them putting it in, um, the Ford Escort, no, it wasn't the Ford Escort at the time because we know it would have been the Forerunner. Put okay. it in the Forerunner, and we're listening to it, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is, this is bad. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. This is terrible music. And then I got a hold of the CD later, and I put it in my own little CD player in my room, and I just remember thinking, I love this. And I just like, <laughs> I don't know what changed in my mind, but like a couple days later, when I got, a, like, I listened to the CD myself, right? And then I was listening to it in my own, and like on my own. I just I I loved it and, and hmm. that song more than a feeling has gotten me through so many tough times. I remember a lot, I, the first time I ever like full really lied to my parents about something, and I was so afraid I was going to get caught. I just locked myself in my room and I played more than a feeling on repeat before like the lie an, or after the lie after the lie okay after the lie it's still something i've never come clean about Whoa! yeah and uh i remember my dad just screaming and yelling at me and i told him i was a, i told him i was somewhere i told him i was a different place than where i actually right. was right and um and i can remember feeling so bad about that because i i'm not like i'm i'm not a dishonest person right. and then like when there's Get that tension and and like I, I i i'm like i get in i go to my room and i felt so bad i felt so crushed and i'm like and i was going through like this identity crisis like who am i if i can lie like this and so <laughs> and so i plug i just plugged oh in boston God. and i listened to this whole i just listened to this whole album yeah. on repeat and it Hard was copy yeah, yeah, it, yeah, hard copy of this, and I just I I loved it. Foreplay, long time is amazing. That's the one I made a note of too. Oh. And yeah, this is a great album. I think the first time I remember listening to it, for whatever reason, I distinctly remember this. I was with my cousins, um, and my older cousin, who's three years older than me, um, his camp counselor from when he had gone to summer camp as like a I don't know middle schooler or whatever, mm-hmm. but like they had stayed in touch, and so he was like in his late twenties or early thirties at that point, probably. And so we were all driving like out around the lakes out past where we live. And he popped this album in and Mm -hmm. we listened to it start to finish while we're driving. And I just remember like sitting in the back of his old Nissan Pathfinder and like I had some awareness of classic rock and like I had heard of Boston, the band, but like to, to hear the album start to finish and like, again, like track after track with, you know, at that time, probably it started as a vinyl album where 
like literally skipping was really difficult to do. And so you, you put something together with the intent that somebody's going to put the needle in and it's right. going to go start mm-hmm. to finish. And, um, I love that. You just feel yeah. like it's not just about each individual song, but like the, the songs are taking you yep. in the way that the parts sure. of a song build and come Right. So that's the thing I was going to say. There's the knock, and this is where I think Jake and I get our fifths up when people say, oh, Boston and Journey and Foreigner and Sticks and mm-hmm. Kansas are all the same band. Right. Like, there's no difference. And um, there definitely is. And, like, there, I have appreciation for all of them. Like, if, if you gave me that whole collection, like, yeah. Boston is probably not the one I would put at the very top of right. my favorite. Um, Bad Company. Yeah, I actually bad really good. I love bad company. I really, really was into sticks too. Yeah. I had a hard time not sticks putting a song or an album of theirs on my list. <laughs> That's but, what I'm saying. Jake's like, "What? They're the same band. They like the, the same no, sounds." Not, not I know. I know. I just like, I, it's, it's interesting to me that you hated Def Leppard as yeah. much as I you love did, Boston. But you I sticks. love sticks. I love bad company. It, it is a different song. They yeah. came from a different era. Boston right. was 70s. Def yeah. Leppard was 80s. Right. Um, so. Some of Def Leppard. You may. You might like Photograph. Is it from older? Def Leppard. It's older. Okay. It's it's the it has more of the it doesn't have that full like stadium feel. Right. I won't I won't say no. Okay. <laughs> I won't you've got song. a lot of other stuff I'm gonna be sending you, so don't worry okay. about it. But if you yeah. ever come across if you ever come across Pyromania okay. from Def Leppard, mm-hmm. that's the song. To I think the to. collective is Boston is awesome. Um we dug it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Deep Purple. That's another good band mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to Oh, that. I've heard Well, I mean, Purple, Smoke yeah. on the, obviously Smoke on the yeah, Water, but yeah. like uh, Truckin' um, and uh, Girl from Tokyo. Those are another good, another good cool. from them. Anyway. Don't yeah. discount music just because it's old. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my mom. So I don't know if you're – so like I said, this is my parents' music, mm-hmm. but my mom like would always play doo-wop music when she cleans the house. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love – doo-wop music and old like 50s 60s music uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say i you know there's people that say rock and roll achieved perfection in 1978 mm. or 79 and so like i think there's a lot of truth that there's some really solid music from that vintage and right i mean that's not true blink 182 take off your pants and jacket <laughs> i think that's the, Dude, piece. Yeah, some, of the so, so, some of the blink songs i came across listening to yours i was like what is going on? We'll get, <laughs> are we ready to move on to you, Jeff? Yeah, is that where we're going to start? It's uh, time. We're going to start with uh, the used. Okay. The used, so okay. I think this this actually this album does have my favorite song by the used, which is "I Caught Fire." Okay. Okay. Um, I, like, I I did like that song. It's the one playing in the background right now, so you can listen if you yep. want to. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is this is this is one. I have a friend who was like so against listening to the used um because people liked it because he started realizing everybody liked it and i was like i'm obsessed like to the point where i was like and if i was 18 and got a tattoo i would have a a used tattoo right now really yes i and and this is the one thing that you were talking about recency bias or like considering more recent things and like does this go on my list their new album i cannot stop listening to it i have listened to it almost every day and it came out a week and a half ago. I'm obsessed with it. But in Love and Death, what'd you think? I know what I think. What'd you think? Because <laughs> uh, you didn't like any of my picks. No, I... I Bullshit. I, no. I like... <laughs> obviously, Blink... Blink. No, we're talking about the okay, used. the used. You said you didn't like any of my picks. I was just responding to that. No, there were the things used. I, there were things okay, I Okay, we'll get to those. All right. Um, 
I love my favorite song on this album was the they did my Chem- the the, um, the my Chemical oh, Romance. What? They did Under Pressure. That's your favorite? That was my favorite, dude. That breaks my heart. <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, uh, oh God! Life with a sharpened edge. So, I, it's just not my sound, man. But I can. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's it's good. It's wow. I can re- like like you with Def Leppard. I can respect. Yeah, I can yeah, respect yeah. what they do. Yeah, and I did listen to it, and there was moments I had where I'm like, "That sounds really good, and I okay. like it." But it's just, it's not something I can sustain. Listen, getting through that entire album was difficult because it's not a sound that I can. Consistently it's probably top s- two bands for me. I know, and so that's is insane. And, and Def Leppard's number one for me, and you didn't <laughs> like them, so it's fine. I get it. It's I'm fine. Like, and, and, and I knowing you in your history with like this type of music, yeah. and like you playing in a band that played this type of music like i like it for you right like in in when i when i listen to it i think about our friendship and i think about stuff like that so i have an attachment to this type of music so i can listen it got me that got me through it sure but it's definitely not a a a, it's not a music like i can just i can listen to on a sustained basis yeah but i'm sorry it's okay okay. no 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 so I just have so many memories with this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, do you guys know Boxcar Racer? Yeah. So Tom and Travis split off from Blink One Eight Two and started Boxcar Racer, and they did one tour, and they used Open for them. Okay. And I had, I had walked into a Hot Topic with the used first album, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are opening for Boxcar." So I put the headphone on because you could listen to. That's a whole different thing in coronavirus, dude. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I watched a movie the other day where somebody was shaking hands. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> What were you going to say? I was going to say, I remember that at Fred Meyer too. And yeah. they, would, they would have, or like at Fred Meyer, they would have like a panel on the wall. You put the headphones like a, on and you could push yep. the mm-hmm. album cover. That's how I ended up listening to the cars for the first time. Mm. So that's how I listened to the use the first album. I, I put it in and I clicked just a random song and it's still my favorite song on that first album, but I clicked it and I was like, I heard the intro and I was like, I'm buying this and I bought it right there. Really? And then we went to the show. And the use was super small then. They were opening for Boxcar Racer, which was just an offshoot of Blink-182. And I'm sitting there in line, and I look over, and this cab pulls up, and they get out of the cab. And I go, oh, God. And everyone's like, what? I go, that's the used. So then I went up. They rolled up to the the cab? Yes. Wow, they were small. So I get out. I walk over to Bert, the singer, and I start talking to him a little bit. And then... We, we were with a bunch of friends because it was this girl's birthday party. And she just starts screaming in his ear, oh, my God. And he was so obviously annoyed. He was like, I'm going to go. And he just walked away. And I was like, dude, be cool. Be cool. Like, just, just once. Just I'm just once having a cool. conversation with this guy. Like, be cool. So we go. We watch the show. It was at the Crystal Ballroom. I go downstairs, mm. and outside of the bathroom, there's some chairs and couches. And so I go into the bathroom, and I think I was waiting for someone, like one of my buddies. So I go, out, I go into the bathroom, and I come, and I sit down in the, outside of the bathroom on the couch. Then, as I'm sitting there, no cell phones. I'm just sitting there waiting. Uh, Quinn, the guitar player, comes and sits right next to me. And I was like, hey. And he's like, hey. And I was like, just the whole time <laughs> yeah. like that set was amazing you guys are the best and he was like yeah blah 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 all he did the whole time was tell me about his other other bands that he listens to mm. to like promote other bands that's really cool dude also quick note about the use 
There's only two original members left, the singer and the bass player, and I heard their douches. The the most talented person in that band was the drummer, Brandon. He's now the drummer for Rancid. He's incredible. And it breaks my heart that he's playing for Rancid because it's just like, nah. Mm. But the drums in this album, the bass, the bass player is also phenomenal. Bert's amazing singer. And the melodies and harmonies he comes up with blow my mind. I can't believe you don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll try, I'm going to try and make the piece here. Kay. So I... I had heard of the used mm-hmm. when you put this on the list. I like Jake was not at all surprised to see it show up. I had never listened to them at all. Mm-hmm. I had heard the name they used and I had seen like album artwork right. and stuff. And in my mind, I had their sound pegged as he is legend, which we'll get to. Yeah. And so I had not sought it out thinking like that's not really right. for me. Um, and I found myself liking this more more than I expected. And you you um, had mentioned earlier, hard to say. That was one that I noted as like it was a totally unexpected song. Um, and it it shouldn't surprise me because most bands that even if they have like a hard sound, they'll mm-hmm. they'll take it to a different place occasionally. Um, There's some sad stories and, behind this. I'm sorry, I love you, but like I'm pretty sure he lost. He, he was with. He had a girlfriend who was pregnant, and they lost the baby. Mm. And you, I think you can hear that throughout yeah. the album. But go ahead. Um, and then "Let It Bleed" was the other one that <sighs> that popped up for me. So, so let this, it let it bleed was a good song. Yeah. This probably walks closer to stuff that I'm into that maybe mm-hmm. didn't make the list, right? Um, obviously, than than what Jake has as his favorites. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was. I'm I'm excited. This is one that I will probably come back to and, and it's explore. More every fully. track is just. Bleh. So good. <laughs> uh, next, I got. We doing Blink? Yeah, duh. Okay. Blink One Eighty Two. Take off your pants and jacket. Um, this album I chose to Blink because, I, okay, here's the thing that I that got me to this album because there's Enema of the State is absolutely an album I can listen to front and back, no skip. But I'm thinking about how can I reflect my total music taste, which is something you kind of yeah. said yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted an album with Tom, and I wanted an album that was after uh, that was after Enema of the State because Enema of the State is so produced, and Tom's voice doesn't sound like Tom. And I just like if I'm going to stand by Tom, I have to pick an album that that actually is less produced and a little more. I don't know. Is Enema of the State where all the small, yes. all the small things? Yeah, are? yeah. And yeah. what's what's uh, my age again? Um, I don't know this album like the two the two uh, the t- this band changed my life and MXPX changed my life when I found these two bands I was like I want to do that mm-hmm. and just because of the friends I knew my buddy was like hey I play guitar my other buddy was like hey I play drums and I was like well I guess I'm playing bass so I identified with MXPX because their lead singer played bass and then Blink-182, Mark plays bass. And I was just like, okay, I guess I guess you can be cool and play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this album. It's uh, I love every song about it. My, probably my favorite song is Story of a Lonely Guy, but mm-hmm. I also just love the rock show. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I had heard a few of these before, mm-hmm. so kind of like uh, the Offspring album that CJ mm-hmm. had, it was nice to kind of come after listening because I started I started with the used too. Yeah. So by the time I got um, to first date, it, well Anthem Part Two, yeah, I had heard before, and First Date I had heard before. First Date's so, great. So that was um, those were both 
um, those are both songs that were I, I was able to kind of like sit back and, and and listen to a song that I'd heard before. It's kind of you know it was I was used I like I was used to it, so I don't, I don't, I don't right. know if that was good music. Um, Happy holidays, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> what is that song? It's so good. <laughs> it's so random. It's so good. So there. So. Uh, I, yeah, if you don't know that song, go listen to Happy Holidays, You Bastard by Blink-182. That was an experience. So this album, what they did with this album is they released three different versions. Uh-huh. And at the end of every album, they had two bonus songs. And the bonus songs are um, the, the actual bonus mm-hmm. songs that they attempted to make good music are amazing. But each bonus, out of all three, they have three joke songs like this. Okay. And they're amazing. Yeah. Just I, like... It is definitely a joke song. Uh, it was just the lyrics in that. It kind of made me think of Eminem, kind of some of Eminem's oh, okay. joke, joke songs. Where like, it's just... A, it, they definitely... They knew where the line was, and they took a big step across yeah. it. And, I mean, that's... But that's quintessential Blink, <laughs> yeah. right? So, especially... Um, uh, in a, anyway, so... I've I, seen them maybe five times. Really? Um, and they... With, with Tom, Mark and Tom, those two are best friends. They, they started the band. That's why it's not. It doesn't feel like Blink without Tom. But not only was it entertaining, those two are hilarious together. Really, and this song are they, are reflects they not, that. Are they not friends anymore? They're working things out. Tom is trying to tell the world about aliens, but people like Jake don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> if we would all just get on board, then we could yes, we could get exactly. them reconciled. We, and... If everyone would just listen to Tom, Jake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Blink-182 can get back together. All right. Well, I will, I will do that for you because I, I guarantee there's nothing. What that do you, you think about more. Blink? So my Blink-182 catalog is basically Dude Ranch, Love Enema Dude of the Ranch. State, and this album. Almost picked Dude Ranch. I almost picked Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch has some of those comic elements that we were yes. talking about. It's kind of like a hybrid of The Offspring with kind of the, the narrator and then this one with the novelty songs. Right. There's, there's some parts in that one too. There's um, a really explicit track where you hear what sounds like a intimate act going on. And then all of a sudden you just hear this horse neigh. (laughs) And then it goes, but that's, that's that album. Probably all three of those are ones that because of where I like my age in my life. Mm -hmm. um, What what three? Dude uh, Ranch. Dude Ranch and Memphis State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket are ones that um, I ended up listening to in a no skip way because it was either I was out riding on the riding lawnmower or this album was when I was working in the cabinet factory Mm -hmm. And my first job when I worked there is um, I did like sweeping up and stuff. I would help in the factory until they closed at 3.30. Right. And then when everybody left out of the physical plant, I would sweep up all the sawdust and clean the machines and stuff. And so I would bring my boombox and it was like, you know, maybe two to four albums worth of time. So right. I would put a CD on and I would sweep for 40 minutes. And then when the I album ended, I would go and put another one in. Mm-hmm. So. This was one that was probably in almost that everyday rotation for a good chunk of that time. Right. And so I, you know, I know it top to bottom. My my ones as I was listening back through Story of a Lonely Guy resonates song. for me. Um and Stay Together for the Kids yeah. and Reckless Abandon are like <sighs> the ones that I I really think of and remember. Mm-hmm. And I think Reckless Abandon was one again, like that's the time where um during the summer, my job kind of changed. I'd be working in the shop and then we'd go out to the lake and be mm-hmm. wakeboarding. And like, that's a song that I'd be playing in my head as I'm wakeboarding and hurling myself through the air. So. Yeah, but you were good. <laughs> He's freaking really? good at wakeboarding, dude. Really? That's, that's like, awesome. you wouldn't believe it. Like, when I say that, you're not picturing how good he actually is. <laughs> okay. 
so that's one of my favorite things. I think in a lot of my life, I'm I'm pretty quiet and understated. I can be outspoken once I get warmed up, but just in terms of like playing basketball or something, I'm not going to be super aggressive or things like that. And so I love every time I played you, you come at me. Well, that's you, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it was a group of strangers, right, right. Um, I love going wakeboarding with people that haven't seen me wakeboard before and just sometimes I'll like intentionally like play it down, play it down. And then I love getting out in the water and I, that's genetic. My dad was really into water skiing and would do the same thing. He would barefoot and different stuff like that. They used to at Yale reservoir where we go a lot, there's a bridge and he used to jump off the bridge into the water and then we would go with the boat and he would, that's how he would start a barefooting run. So it's like a 15, <laughs> 15 foot drop or something. They're freaks, dude. But like skilled. Really? MFers, man. That'd be fun to see. I, have, I might have a video on YouTube. I'll, okay. I can double check. Yeah. But. You should just send him one. We should make him watch in person so we can watch his reaction. Like, no way. I don't know if I could still do any of that stuff anymore. Well, yeah, that's not the point. The point is like, damn. Oh. Uh, okay. Moving on. Cause we got to go. Sure. We're probably not going to guilty guilty pleasures. We'll that's probably right. have to save that for next that's week. Right. Yeah. But that'll be fun. Uh, he is legend. I am Hollywood. <laughs> Why are you giggling, dude? This is the best. This is where all your comments come back to you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> How do you not enjoy this? It's a little bit of... Su- okay, the, the thing that you talked about, like uh, blues, like being influenced by uh, uh, with Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. This is what people like who love metal it's not there's not just metal there's new metal and there's all yeah. different kinds of metal this is what we call like southern metal and they're all they're from south carolina but when i listen to them i hear so much just like southern into it sure. and that's what i love about it okay so i'll start okay um, go for it yeah here I, we go what you said to jake about def leppard i think is probably what we would say to you about about this based on what you were just describing of like all oh, the the sound and nuance yeah. and stuff like for a lot of us that screaming vocal right. like it's just oh. we we can't get past that oh, i love it and all that's, that's uh did you listen to it i did oh, okay i did yeah you didn't like bob your head at all i mean come on dude it started with the seduction that song's about romeo and juliet is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. Yeah. I didn't really know what they were saying. Dude. Um, <laughs> so good. I think it's really cool that people can do that with their voice without destroying their vocal cords. Yeah. I don't know how You have they to do it. do it right. Well, he did destroy his vocal cords. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh. That's a thing. So this is before he destroyed his... So his singing voice mm-hmm. is great in this. But you sh- if you listen to any of his newer stuff... His voice is gone. He really? blew it. And he smokes and he, he just like, hey, man, he talks like that now. But what's interesting is a lot of people were like, I'm done because he can't sing like that. I love all the new stuff. My favorite song by them is from the, not their newest album, but the one that came out most recent, like second recently. And his voice is gone, but he sings with like a shot voice. Mm. And I kind of love it. But not like Avenged Sevenfold shot because that guy did the same thing. And his voice is gross because they do that double layering of vocals. But him, they didn't. Uh, this album is the best. <laughs> so I'm, inter- I'm interested. Like, how did you come? Like, how did you come across this band? 
Like I want to know your story with this band because I'm I'm just not. I mean, so you've it's heard you've heard my band, yeah, the old one when I was 18, uh, well, the one you, where the I'm one, screaming, you, the in one it. you just sent me, yes, yes. So in a, when you're in a band like that, so this is that band that you heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called a divided dream. Then we changed it to um, here's the silence, <clears throat> but. It's it started with you know there's me who loved Blink 182 and Taking Back Sunday and Doo-Wop and Elvis and sure. Journey you know mm-hmm. but then you have Kyle who loves Motley Crue and loves mostly 80s hair bands but then you have a guitar player who loves the darkest deepest metal right mm-hmm. so you have all these artists coming and, and Jeff who listens to weird shit but you have all these friends coming together and trying to write music together influenced by different stuff. And so I think it was Steve, the guitar player, who showed me he is legend, and he loves the guitars. Guitars are amazing in this band. Mm-hmm. And the guitar player is hilarious. I went and saw them like two years ago, and he just sat there with his eyes closed and just bobbed his head like that the whole time. Didn't move. <laughs> really? The whole time. Just nodded his head, put the horns out to the crowd once or twice, and then bobbed his head and just <laughs> stood there. It was hilarious. Uh, There's always guys in bands that you you're like – what is your story? Like, yeah. Where, where do you, do you doing, come dude? from? It's like the, the guy from Rage, the, the bass player from Rage Against mm-hmm. the Machine. I just, I want to know that guy's story. <laughs> uh, guitar players are just weird. Um, but I think it was in that time where, you know, somebody shows me one song. And I think mm-hmm. I saw, I think the first song I heard was The Seduction. And I liked it. But there's far better songs. Mm-hmm. My favorite song by his legend is Sand. Um, okay. But... Dude, it's so good. Yeah, I so <laughs> it's the of, dynamic of, of your them. of your bands. Yeah. I liked Splash Attack. Well, duh. I liked Splash Attack is good. <laughs> like that is like right up my alley. It's pop. Of, yes, but it's good. I like listening to that. I like yeah. that sound. Yeah. Um, this is just. I appreciate that you like it so much and yeah. you have such an attachment to it, but man, it's the I, dynamic of the moments where it gets like oh, to the nice melodies and singing a guitar. That I love. I don't like that. That I don't know that that juxtaposition. I or love whatever. it. I I love the the ability of a band to just be like, oh my god, here's a here's a six eight verse, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it goes into halftime metal breakdown, and you're like, how did we get here? I love this adventure. <laughs> I, I like that adventure from song to song in an album. Yeah, within a song. It's the best. Dude, it I, just it it throws you through a loop. I had a couple of different thoughts of okay. of like band associations as I was listening. One of the things that I thought is like within this genre, this kind of reminds me of like the fish of mm-hmm. bands of this type where it's almost like a jam band and it's like oh, you start yeah. the song not necessarily even knowing where it's going to go mm-hmm. and then you just kind of like meander along. And like there's a part of that I can I can get into right. in respect. This is where I put on the defense attorney mm-hmm. hat and I yeah. go over to Jeff's side a little bit. But <laughs> um, it also, as I was listening, there were parts that reminded me and this hopefully not offensive, but uh-huh. like of Alexis on fire and Hawthorne Heights. And, oh, that's oh. offensive. But that's, that's like, offensive. but that's like, I know way more into oh. like taking this into more of a mainstream yeah. sanitized version. Yeah. But like, um, and maybe even a little bit, the band Glassjaw. I was thinking okay. about driving over okay. here. Um, See, and less offensive. this this album revealed a little bit about you because there's a track here that I have seen uh, you <laughs> pop up with on social media. Mm-hmm. I also wrote down the song "The Walls Have Teeth." Um, Love that song, dude! And like you said, jam band. When I was in bands, we'd just 
be like, we need a five minute guitar solo right here. <laughs> like, it's just we love to jam. There would be moments where, when I was in that, here's the silence of divided dream, where we'd be taking a break from practicing or writing, and I would just go and pick up the bass, and I would just start noodling a little bit and then Kyle would be like oh okay and he start drumming and then the guitar player would just start soloing over it and our bass player is just sitting there watching us <laughs> but it was just like jamming we're not doing anything we're not writing we're not, we're not the intention of writing but we're just seeing like what do you got and then I'd stop and then the guitar solo would go then he'd stop and I'd come up with a little noodle here on the bass and then Kyle would go I just love that so when you're talking about the walls have teeth it's just like whoa they're just going for it right here I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that about jazz. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think that's where you see the jazz, like Southern influence mm-hmm. ingrained in mm-hmm. this band, but also this album. Is that you have like, you have five, you have five member, five people playing different instruments together, but also independently. Like yes. That's, that's something mm-hmm. that's very, very, um, I wouldn't say unique to jazz, but it's definitely a characteristic of jazz. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got to go. Uh, well, you don't have MXPX? Yes. Okay. No, we're doing it. Okay. MXPX. The ever-passing moment. Uh, I discovered Blink, and then someone was like, yo, you ever heard of MXPX? And I was like, nope. Mind blown. You texted me super excited about MXPX. I have seen MXPX 14 times. Wow. 14? Yeah. They're local, aren't they? Aren't they? Bremerton. Yeah. Yeah. So the album I know and remember of them is um, Let It Happen, Yep, I think it's called. And there's a song called Move to Bremerton. Love, let it happen. So that's what got me excited is, and I was interested because they're prolific. They've put out a ton of albums. Yep. So I'm really interested in why this album specifically. As uh, so this is like when they peaked as far as like popularity, I think. You have responsibility. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that yeah. song. Um, but this is a hard copy one that I had the whole way through. Uh, let it happen. I love, there are, I probably love almost every song on that album, but there are some skippable ones, mm-hmm. and that's why I didn't choose it. With this one, I love pop, so I didn't. I chose this one because there's not one that I I can click it and be like, "Ooh, I actually like this song." Click the next one. Ooh, I actually love this song. Let it happen. There are some there are songs on that album that I that are yeah. ingrained in my history that I love, but they're skippable songs, so I can't choose it. Their new album is incredible. It's amazing. And there's one song that like got me choked up. Like it's just it's just a beautiful song. I love that song. Also, I'm a top fan on their Facebook page and Dimitri always makes fun of me for that. <laughs> but I've seen them 14 times. Obviously, I love this band. Yes. Um and this album is just like it's just I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun. And they uh, this is they're not so religious anymore and this is when they still were um and i love i love i appreciate a band's ability to get on a certain level while still writing and singing about their faith i appreciate that and so for mxpx like you'll hear songs and you'll be like oh my gosh this is a great song reliant k does this a lot too and reliant k it was hard not to put reliant k on this well i like reliant they're i wish you had incredible (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is the one of the best albums of all time but there are songs, and what I love about Reliant K and MXPX, sometimes they'll be singing, you'll be like, what's this about? What's this about a girl? And you're like, no, dude, this is about God. And you're like, oh. And then it puts a different way of mm-hmm. listening into it. Now you're listening more intently. Now you're saying, oh, okay, this is... Anyways, I love it. I love this album. I appreciate it. What'd you think? Jake. What did I think about... The album. About the album? The I liked passing it. moment. I liked it. This was probably... So I, li- I like Blink. Yeah. But from top to bottom, mm-hmm. I preferred MXPX oh. better. Yeah, um, the album, the album. Okay, yeah. Uh, obviously, like probably my favorite song that you 
had us listen to mm-hmm. was was Blink. I love um, yeah. First Date. That's yeah. a good song. Oh, that's but, a good song. Um, the, but MXPX, obviously, like you, you mentioned Responsibility. Mm-hmm. That was probably one that I hadn't I hadn't heard that song before, mm-hmm. even though you said it's like really popular it's, for them. It was their single from the album, yeah. Was it? Okay. Um, I really like that song. I can see why that one was popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, f- when I, I don't know, when, when, this is, I don't know, I just, I liked this, the sound so much better. And yeah. I was able, like, I was able to actually like, sit back and just kind of let the music come right. to me instead of having to sit there and be like, okay, what's, oh God, what's next? And, and it was like this, he's like, living. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and like, but this one was like every song that, that changed, it's kind of, I think it was kind of like you with, um, with Garth Brooks, yes, right? Is yeah. that there wasn't a song. I was, that, I was, was just thinking that there wasn't that. a song that I didn't like. Right. And when I was thinking of making mental notes, I was like, yeah, this is this is a good band. And okay. I understand why Jeff likes them. Yeah. So this was definitely probably my favorite. I'm glad I listened to this last because it <laughs> it made me far less like it's cynical a, and mad at you for cleanser, making dude. for me to have to like if, if I had stopped with he is, he is a legend, yeah. I would have shown up here and been a lot more. Okay, <laughs> I will be honest. I put he is legend in there on purpose. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, I could have picked. Listen, I could have put Kill Switch Engage, and you might have liked Kill Switch Engage a little more. I've, I've heard them. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a little heavier mm-hmm. and they scream more. But they're, I think they're more melodic and less technical. He is legend. That's a good way to put it. His, yeah. He is legend is more technical with their stuff. But that's why I put it in there because I don't know if either of you have ever listened to He is legend. But no. that, yeah, I want to expose you guys to be like, oh. But also, I think maybe gives a little insight into me. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, CJ MXPX, go. Um, like I mentioned, I let it happen is one that I have. Mm-hmm. And as I was flipping through, I went back to my physical CD binder to like oh, think about what albums. To, I have that to one physical at. still. And so. Um, but what I love about this is to me, like it's, it's just in that meaty part of the bell curve of right. like the punk pop genre. Yes. What I also like is there's a guy I went to school with who, um, had a band in high school and like for a couple of years after high school was trying to like make it. Right. And I, I think if I remember right, the guys from MXPX were like friends and like really supportive mm-hmm. and mentoring. And I feel like I've heard that within they're good like, guys bands that yeah. have come up through that same genre. Like that they're kind of like you were talking about the other guy promoting everybody else. Right. Like they would support mm-hmm. other bands that were coming up and trying to make it. And, um, this is one that's just like a positive all the way yep. through. And, and that's just a great a, word, a feel mm-hmm. good song. You know, the, we tar- started with the Josh. Yeah. How do you say his name? He'll, his life album, whatever, which is like, it's so much more like quiet and reflective and yeah, there's different albums that are right for different times or different. Absolutely. Moods. This one is one that, uh, it makes me think again, back of skateboarding, but also mm-hmm. just like ha- having that energy, having that feel good. It's another summertime feeling album to me. Right. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. I love it. This was fun. Yeah. This was fun. Thanks for exposing we'll, me to new stuff. We'll have to do guilty pleasures. Um, so I have a, a listener who sent me his four albums and his four oh who guilty pleasures. Uh, Jesse. Okay. Osborne. Um, a guy. I actually met Jesse because I worked with his brother, and then we gamed. I've never met Jesse in person, but his he's his brother. Oh, him and I are friends on Facebook. Now. Yeah. yeah. His brother. They're twins, identical twins. So I know what Jesse looks like. <laughs> so I know Jesse, right? Yeah. Um, so my Jesse, brothers would like to have a word with you right yeah, now. <laughs> well, I mean, we all. I texted you guys the other day. Matt has the superior facial hair. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but Jesse sends me. He listens to every episode. 
So shout out Jesse, thanks for listening. Um, but he sent me his four albums and Guilty Pleasure. Oh, so okay, we can review those. Maybe we'll review those next week. Yeah. But I also told anybody interested. Ooh, be interested. I would be interested to le- listen to his. Yes, and we can talk about. Yes, it. I want to and do that. I am open to adding anybody who's listening. If you have four non-skippable albums and four Guilty Pleasure songs, send them to our Instagram or just or, one, or just one or the other. Or one or the other, but either way, I'll add it to the Say yeah. What You Mean playlist, and then yeah. we can share it, so then everybody can listen to um, Def Leppard I and love, He Is Legend. I, I but love, not I Garth Brooks. But not I, Garth Brooks. No, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is not there. Write to Garth Brooks. Shame him. I, I, I love that we started this. This is a lot of fun. This is cool. And yeah. this is a little different than uh, dreading yes. the world that we live in. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice break <laughs> from all the stuff that's happening yeah. right now. And, yeah. and we'll get back to all that, um, but I think people have kind of enjoyed the... The less political, less banter. I know I have. Yeah, it's been a good break. Yeah. Um, Next week, we will see where it takes us, but we're definitely going to get into guilty pleasures. There are some real interesting ones. Um, (laughs) And we'll get to those. Uh, But for now, goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Especially yours. I listened to uh, his. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 